Today on the Dynasty Rewind, I sit down with the man who is number two currently in Scott Fishbowl. All that and more starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, you're number two in Scott Fishbowl. I got to give it up for you, dude. That's <laughs> impressive. It's very difficult to do. Congrats. Thank you very much. I am super excited. I'm having a great time because this is my third week in a row being in the top five. It was number one after week two, number four after last week. Um, after this past week, I'm number two. So holding strong and Christian McCaffrey, Keenan Allen, Kirk Cousins. These guys have been blowing it up for me. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a really good thing to point out, too. Sometimes the new blood isn't always the best. Right. These old reliable workhorses, like you said, Keenan Allen, CMC, Kirk Cousins, they're getting it done for your team. Yep. If you don't know what Scott Fishbowl is. Go type in Scott Fishbowl into Google. You'll, the website will pop up. We'll explain everything that it is. Explain it to you. I'm honored to be in it. I'm not number two. <laughs> Took me a while to click to where I am. Let's not talk about that. But I'm not last in my division. So, Nate, congratulations on where you are now. Bring it home for the brand. Try Try Bring it home. So today we're going to be doing a dynasty player price check. Like I said, sometimes those old war horses, they still pull through for you. So we're going to be talking about some guys, some of the, the hot names. There's always hot names. You know, people think that Dynasty gets stagnant this time of year, that it's all redraft mania. It's really not. You still have a lot of stuff to do. You have to navigate the hot new new, or as some people say, I don't know. So we got to talk about these guys. So the Indianapolis Colts might be getting Jonathan Taylor back this week. He said he's going to practice. He might play. I don't like the whole he might play thing. I'm a Jonathan Taylor manager. I drafted him in a bunch of startups. Nate, I think you and I did two startups this year, right? And he was a guy yeah. that I was targeting in the first or second round. I think both of our startups were super flex, right? Yeah. So you know me. I always like to punt a premium when I do stuff like that. So I was taking my quarterbacks later, and I was like, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase and Jonathan Taylor. Some of that is working out so far. Some of it's not. So Jonathan Taylor right now He's being valued. This given cost here is a 24 late first and a 25 first. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about what do you think about this? Should it be higher, lower, accurate? And most importantly, tell me why. Yeah, I think the value is accurate in some leagues. Um, I think some owners will want this value. And I think this is a fair value to ask for. But I think at this point with just the situation going on with Jonathan Taylor, with the Indianapolis Colts, with the lingering ankle injury, just everything that's going on. We haven't even seen him on the practice field yet because the Colts canceled practice today. I mean, there's a lot of unknown there and unknown scares people. So I think right now, while this is a fair price to ask for, I think you can get Jonathan Taylor cheaper. Um, I think there's a much more accessible price point right now for him. Um, I think some places, if he's on a team that has not had a great start to the season and is starting to look towards next year already, which is very possible considering, you know, he started the first four games um, on the pup, they might be willing to move him, you know, for straight up mid-first. Mid 
um, early first. You know, maybe they need a second on top or something like that, or a, they probably want a player thrown in there as well. But um, I don't think you need to add too much for some of those teams. But I think in most cases, you're going to have to look about this kind of value. And I think once he gets back on the field, we're going to have the production we've always seen. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, he's been a top running back, you know, every single season. Um, last year, he was running back 17 in points per game, but that offense really struggled. The two years before that, you know, running back one in points per game um, in 2021 and his rookie season number eight. So very, very productive, only in his fourth year of his career. I don't know about the contract, but I still like Jonathan Taylor in a world where it's hard to find really good running backs. And because of that, I am willing to move players. Like if I need a running back, I'm willing to move Zay Flowers, you know, assuming he's probably my wide receiver four or five. You probably can move him and a second on top for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, in a rebuilding team, you might be able to move him straight up swap right now uh, based on like, you know, their hype. That gets a lot of people to make moves. You know, that's especially what you can do right now with Jonathan Taylor. Um, a move if you want to upgrade from another running back. Uh, Brian Robinson in a first round pick, I think, gets you Jonathan Taylor um, in most situations, especially with how Brian Robinson starts the season. And I think you're getting a much better running back with about the same longevity. And give me Jonathan Taylor if he's on the field. The question is, is he going to go on the field? I don't have a crystal ball, so I can't tell you that for sure. Um, he's not someone I'm going out and acquiring right now, but I think this is a fair price. You know I hate trying to acquire running backs in season. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor could be – I mean, if you look at what the Colts have done, the good thing is if you were the Jonathan Taylor manager, you roster him, no one has really separated themselves in the Colts' backfield. Zach Moss hasn't done anything. I believe Deion Jackson was released if memory serves me correct. And Trey Sermon is there now. He's still not doing much. We got Jake Funk there. Evan Hall has been hurt and not really doing much. So no one's really separated themselves. So I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to get traded. I wouldn't want to trade Jonathan Taylor away. He's a hold for me personally. However, I do think that this value is accurate. And the fact of the matter is, if you want premium players, you have to pay a premium price. This is just how it works. I think your buy low window on Jonathan Taylor was probably right at the beginning of the season. I am concerned because going on player profiler, which by the way, if you want to look at injuries and injury histories for a player, player profiler, a great site. They're not a sponsor of ours, just a site that I use um, Mm -hmm. when I do any research, but we got ankle issues going back to 2020. It was only one injury report, but still, then we got the knee in 21 rolled ankle. He missed three games in 2022 and then a high ankle sprain later on that season. And this year it was uh, listed as ankle pain slash discomfort, but they're not going to put slash contract dispute on player profiler as well. So look, you know what he does when he's on field, you got to hold just kind of like Cooper cup. You've waited this long. You're going to keep waiting. But if you were going to try to acquire him, I like Brian Robinson in a first. He was one of the guys I'm thinking about. He's started, he's starting out hot right now. He has kind of made Antonio Gibson irrelevant. Well, Antonio Gibson and his fumbling issues have made himself relevant. But what do you think? I wanted to ask you, if there are guys that you don't believe in long-term, like Kyron Williams and DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. how would you feel about pairing guys like that with a pick to acquire a player like Jonathan Taylor? Oh, my gosh. Would you be okay with that? Or yeah. if you're a competing team, would you rather just roll the dice with Kyron and DeAndre? Right now. Oh no, I'd I'd um Kyron especially, you know, if Kyron Williams in a first round pick, I would do any day. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big believer in Kyron Williams. Um, I, I do understand he has the role there, but I don't think he's going to keep it past this year if he gets to hold on to it throughout the year. Um, and if he does, it's going to be in some kind of committee most likely. Yeah. But Jonathan Taylor, I mean, if it's only cost a first round pick or maybe a first and a second in Kyron Williams to go get Jonathan Taylor, I don't even hate that. Um, maybe you, cause you might even be able to do that like a weekend, you know, as long as he doesn't go off his first game, if he just gets out there and looks somewhat healthy, you might still be able to do a deal like that. Um, the other running back you mentioned, um, DeAndre Swift in a first round pick. I, I'm not a huge fan of DeAndre Swift, but his production the last two weeks, I'm a bit more hesitant to do that um, and and roll the dice on someone like Jonathan Taylor. I'd probably rather keep my first and hold on to DeAndre Swift. Yeah, DeAndre Swift has solidified himself as the lead back in yeah. his rotation. And, you know, I, I really thought that it was going to be a much more fluid situation, but injuries popped up and apparently Rashad Penny is awful. Because he can't get out. That's what we've know. been told. I don't know. I don't get it. I still think he's a decent player, but here we are. So let's move on. Let's talk about Jalen Waddle. So his given cost right now, two mid-24 first. Nate, what are you feeling here? Yeah, I think this is a very fair, accurate cost for Jalen Waddle. But like once again, and I know why Bob did this. Bob did this on purpose because we'd actually talked about this on a video that we did um, the other night. Yeah. Um, Jalen Waddle, another player who has a good price point right now. Um, You know, so far this year, you know, really has not gone off. Um, Mike, sorry, I know this is on your notes, but I'm stealing. He's wide receiver 56 on the season so far. That's not impressive. You know, we were drafting Jalen Waddle as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. I know he's come off these, you know, great years where he's been a wide receiver one already in his career. But, if you can find some of those panic selling, you know, you might not be able to move a first round pick and second round pick for Jalen Waddle because if you're moving picks, you're going to have to move first round, two first round picks to someone to get off of Jalen Waddle. But you can probably move a player and a first and access Jalen Waddle um, now easier than you were before. Um, players that I would give up for Jalen Waddle right now, you know, Christian Watson in a first. I think that's a deal that you can make, especially with how Jordan Love has looked recently. I like that. And I'm personally not a huge believer in the longevity of high-level production of Christian Watson. And I think, you know, that offense is good. I think he's going to have some really big games. But I think they're going to spread the ball around that offense. Um, Romeo Dubs has looked really good this season so far. Jaden Reed, of Indeed. course. Luke yeah. Musgrave. There's a lot of mouths to feed there. Um, so I don't know if Christian Watson can have that high-level consistent production Give me Jalen Waddle. I mean, I'm willing to tear up to Jalen Waddle right now. I think there's a, a couple of different wide receivers kind of around that territory. You can pair with the first and go get Jalen Waddle, who's bound to blow up any week now. Like th- this buy window could be shut Sunday afternoon because this Miami offense just is nonstop right now. What about if somebody said to you, I'll give you Jalen Waddle. I want Puka Nakua straight up because Puka Nakua currently the wide receiver four. I mean, would you do that yeah. deal? Look at look at where you yeah. drafted Puka Nakua. Like, yeah. I mean, he's producing right now. We all keep saying he's the next Travis Fulgham. What about when Cooper Cup comes back? I mean, maybe it continues. It's going to continue on some level. Um, Puka yeah. Nakua is talented. Um, you know, I don't know if he's the next Amon Ross St. Brown um, or if he's, you know, just a bit lower than that. Um, but he's been very productive. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like when Cup comes back, but he's still going to be relevant. He's still going to be someone that's going to be in fantasy lineups, that's for sure. Um, if someone wanted to trade Puka 
for Jalen Waddle, I would absolutely do that deal. Take the Jalen Waddle side, and I'll put I'll put a second on top of Puka as well. No problem, yeah. no questions okay. asked. Um, I don't okay. know how realistic that deal is always going to be, but there are leagues. There's this is the thing, you know, trade values are determined by your league and the people who have the players that you want to go after. Because I would value a player quite differently than you might value a player, Mike. And if he's on my team or if he's on your team, it's going to take a lot more or a lot less to trade for him. So it really comes down to the owner, comes down to the league, what other trades have been made to kind of set the market. You know, it's what you got to really get into when you're looking to make a trade. Sometimes I've been hesitant to make trades too because I didn't want to deal with the backlash in the comments. You're managing your team. Do what you feel is best. But I feel like this value is pretty accurate. Um, I think now's the time to get him cheaper. Like I said, like you have plucked from my notes here, Nate. Wide receiver 56 on the year. These things are important because, hey, look, you go to Fantasy Pros, you go to Stat Leaders, you could point out, oh, yeah, I know, blah, blah, blah. And look, some people fall for this stuff. You know, you only have to sell to one person in the league, and that's the manager of this. You know, I mean, there's guys that I would gladly move, um, like Nico Collins is wide receiver seven right now. Maybe that keeps up. CJ Stroud, by the way, looking really, really Incredible. good so far. Um, you know, if you don't believe in Tank Dell long-term, going back to the Texans, Cortland Sutton's, Sutton's doing pretty good. I, you, I love Christian Kirk. I would move Christian Kirk and add something to get Jalen Waddle. Um, guys like that, I would definitely move on from. But again, if you want to, you know, make trades for premium players, you have to pay premium prices. So definitely people want to panic selling Jalen Waddle. He's all mine. Now here, let's move on to a guy who I was not very high on heading into the season, Nate, but he's playing pretty well for a team that we thought was going to be worse than what they really are. That's yeah. Michael Wilson of the Arizona Cardinals. So the given cost that we have here is a mid 24 second and a mid 24 third. Nate, I think we're going to agree on this. Yeah, I think I would think about paying this for Michael Wilson, but I think once again, I think the cost is lower because where people drafted Michael Wilson was not in the second round. If they drafted him in the second round, then this is the cost because they're not going to trade Michael Wilson who's looked good for another second round pick. Um, but if you go to the history and you see that they picked up Michael Wilson with a 310, with maybe the 403 or something like that, then they might just take a straight up second, uh, especially depending on if they're rebuilding, they're contending, how they personally feel about Michael Wilson. Not everyone who drafted Michael Wilson is a Michael Wilson fan. Sometimes they're just looking at what the, you know, ADP says on the sleeper board and they pick up Michael Wilson because he's the next best guy or he's the next best wide receiver available. You know, not everyone's in love with Michael Wilson who has them on his team right now. So go out there, you know, you can probably throw a straight up second for Michael Wilson. And I'm willing to do that because, you know, despite it being really only one breakout game that we've seen so far, Michael Wilson already the wide receiver 32 um, that Cardinals offense is looking pretty good. Now, am I going to, Trade my own second for Michael Wilson? No, but I think value-wise, um, that is pretty good value. Uh, like a late second, early third, I think is where I'd put Michael Wilson's value right now. Um, I think personally, if I have a second to move, I'm going after different players, um, not Michael Wilson. Um, he's not uh, the cream of the crop for what value I can get with second round picks. But maybe 25 second, if you know I'm, I'm a fan of Michael Wilson, I need the wide receiver room. Um, but otherwise probably looking at a player to go after Michael Wilson, you know, if you're a rebuilding team, maybe Jacoby Myers, you know, give someone similar production, but you get younger. Um, yeah. 
Uh, you know, so Rashid Shahid's still pretty popular, even though he hasn't really done um, too, too much this year. So maybe Rashid Shahid you can throw around there. Maybe Rashid Shahid in a third. That's an easy deal, hopefully, to make. Um, I, I think Michael Wilson is talented, and he's a third-round pick. He's a day-two pick. We love that. So I'm willing to get into Michael Wilson, not for straight-up second, but I think for about that value, early third, not bad. I'm going to go lower. I'm not the biggest Michael Wilson fan. I think the Arizona Cardinals, they could be a mirage right now. You know, they're they're being productive offensively, even though they're one and two. They did beat the Dallas Cowboys, in case anyone's wondering. But to me, Michael Wilson is a guy that teams go away from when they start to get better because they could see that that's a position they could upgrade at. From what I remember, you know, he wasn't the best separator. He wasn't the best high pointer. He didn't have the best hands, but he was a day two pick. He is being productive. I'd feel comfortable with one of these picks, but not both. And if I'm making this trade because I want the depth, I would look somewhere else first. But if I'm a big Michael Wilson fan and I couldn't draft him, I'm always trying to trade someone else's pick first, not my own. Unless I think that pick is going to be worse than mine. Uh, I made a trade with Zach the other day, um, and I traded uh, Bob's pick away because I thought Bob would have a better pick uh, than I would in that particular league. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, trying to maximize my value out of it. Nate, you and I are going to hang out here, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back, everyone. So let's dive right back into it, and let's talk about the aforementioned C.J. Stroud. So right now his given cost is a mid-24 first and a mid-25 first. Nate, by the way, six touchdowns, no interceptions for C.J. Stroud. Going to start it from day one, which, you know, I'm always a little hesitant on starting rookie quarterbacks right off the rip, especially for the Houston Texans. We've seen that be not a good thing before. Um, Mr. Carr, please stand up. However, CJ Stroud looking really, really good. Is he breaking the curse of the Ohio State quarterback? I don't know. Nate, tell me what you think. Higher, lower, accurate, go. I think this is an accurate price to acquire CJ Stroud. I think in some leagues, you might have to pay more than two firsts. You might have to pay two 24 firsts to get CJ Stroud because the thing is, CJ Stroud right now is productive and he's young. You know, so he's he's checking both boxes. He's he's working for contenders. He's working for rebuilding teams. Um, everyone's excited about C.J. Stroud right now. That offense looks productive. It is productive in fantasy. C.J. Stroud, really impressive so far this year. You know, he's already thrown for 1,200 yards. And like you said, no interception so far. He's not just dinking, dunking. You know, he's got eight yards per attempt, which is pretty high up there in the league. Um, he's only behind Tua Brock Purdy, and he's number three yards per attempt. That's impressive. Very impressive to still not throw any interceptions with, you know, that many shots downfield. He's getting some good yak out of his players. But Nico Collins right now averaging almost 20 yards per catch. So, I mean, he's unlocking every aspect of the field. He looks poised. This team is expected to get better. 
Um, you know, they have some draft capital. They got a lot of young players, and this is a team on the rise. So I'm excited about CJ Stroud. If I need a quarterback, I'm willing to pay this because I think CJ Stroud is going to be solidifying himself, you know, as a top 12 quarterback because he's got that kind of production all, you know, already. And you love to see that out of a rookie. Um, you know, this situation is going to get better. Give me CJ Stroud for two firsts. I might also like to package, you know, I always like to, you know, instead of giving away two firsts in a row, you know, I like to have my first round picks, Mike. That's why I play the game. I like the draft. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to package a player at a first round pick, tear up. Um, can he pick it in a first for CJ Stroud right now? You might be able to get I'll it do. done cheaper. I'll but do I think it. I'd pay up to that. Um, Daniel Jones in the first for CJ Stroud. I would do that. I mean, fantasy-wise, he's still productive. So you might be able to sell that. You might be able to flip him. Um, I love CJ Stroud. Was a big fan of him coming into the draft. Had him graded out, um, you know, tied with my quarterback one. So I'm all about it now. I have him everywhere. So Daniel Jones getting the 2020 Carson Wentz treatment up there in East (laughs) Rutherford. But um, you know what? For me, I think this is accurate. And this is what you're going to pay to get a competent starting fantasy quarterback. The Texans are doing better than I expected them to probably better than their own fans expected them to. But listen, like I said, six touchdowns, no interceptions through four games on a rookie. That's supposed to be a bad team. Let's be realistic here. That wide receiver core, while it's playing good, it could be better and it will get better over the years too, which to me means CJ Stroud gets better as well. Give me this trade right now. Let me lock up my quarterback one or if CJ Stroud is going into the next few years as my quarterback two because you have a better option. Like, can yeah. you imagine right now in the future if you have CJ Stroud paired with like a Jalen Hurts, a Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, a guy that you know is going to be the guy for a while? You're set. Yes. Now, don't let that discourage you from drafting quarterbacks. You always want to take quarterbacks. For example, I have a bunch of, uh, you know, I have a lot of Justin Herbert. Can be on a bye week. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll move Jared Goff up and Kenny Pickett into the super flex spot. Nope, can't do that because he's out. So luckily I have a lot of Sam Howell shares everywhere. I got him late, plucking yep. him off taxi squad off my benches. So it's always important to keep drafting quarterbacks because in super flex leagues, we found going into week five, if you have three, you might only have none. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of having three quarterbacks, a lot of teams that have C.J. Stroud likely have him as a quarterback three um, because they weren't expecting immediate production. So that sure. means you know he might be accessible where you can do this tier up because maybe someone would rather have that first-round pick and just kind of tear down their quarterback three, or maybe they consider it a lateral move, really. So it's time to go buy C.J. Stroud. There's not probably too much longer. Um this is probably about his ceiling value-wise two firsts. I don't think we'll get to the point where he's three firsts. So you kind of are buying, you know, at not at a great value. You're definitely paying up now. But I think it's still worth it if you need a quarterback. And it's also important to note, if they do have C.J. Stroud in their starting lineup, you need a quarterback. Who are they benching? Maybe you can make a run at that person too. Unless it's yep. Zach Wilson, although he did look decent enough against the Chiefs. We'll so see. let's move on to our next one. We got Alvin Kamara. He's back. He's a target hog again. We knew that was going to happen. So this given cost is a late 24 first. Listen, before you talk about it, his first game back, he had a very Alvin Kamara-esque rushing line, 11 carries, 51 yards, and no touchdowns, 13 catches, 33 yards, and no touchdowns. So racking up the, the PPR points. But, Nate, what do you think about this cost right here? Yeah, I'm good with this cost. Um, you know, this is kind of 
the standard, hey, I'm a contending team. I need to buy a running back in season for my late first round pick. They're not going to offer me a lot of, you know, dynasty long-term value after the next year or two, but they're going to give me a ton of production the rest of this season. Alvin Kamara checks that entire box. That's what we got here. It's pretty straightforward. Now, if you can pick him up without moving your late first, you know, I always like to keep my first um, right now, you know, check in on keep trade cut. He's still pretty low despite having a pretty good weekend. Um, just because I think a lot of people are just out on him because he's 28 years old and I understand it. He's probably a one-year rental, um, maybe two years of, you know, starting ability, but you can move him right now for Aaron Jones. I'd rather have Alvin Kamara than Aaron Jones, to be quite honest. There's just less mouths to feed on the Saints offense. Um, Roshan Johnson, if I'm a contending team, I'll move Roshan Johnson for Alvin Kamara. And if I'm a rebuilding team, I'll probably take that deal. Exactly. So I think that's a deal you can make, um, you know, and you might be able to get him for an early second. You might be able to get Alvin Kamara for an early second. That would be where I'd start if I'm going after, after Alvin Kamara in any league. Um, I think a late first gets it done everywhere. I think an early second is what you try to get in there with and see if that works. He's got 13 catches last game. That's that's crazy. It's not going to happen every week, but he's going to have the production. He dominated that backfield. Um, Kendra Miller barely got any touches. I mean, it was Alvin Kamara's show. And it was, yeah. of course, because Derek Carr was injured, but – it's always yeah. the Adam Kamara show whenever he's on the field. Exactly. We know he's productive. To me, Alvin Kamara might be a guy like Austin Eckler where I'm okay with trading for him and letting him die on my roster because he is always going to give you something. He might be a spot flex start, something like that. Uh, Austin Eckler, please also come back from injury, but um, he's going to be a VPR machine. So I think this is accurate. You should have also bought when we told you to. You might have been able to get him a little cheaper, but hey, that's all in the past. Also, you know, he's not going to, not every game is going to be like that abysmal contest versus the Bucks. Also, props to Baker Mayfield for having a somewhat resurgent year. People were out on him. He was a guy we should have tried to pick up before the season, but, um, you know, good for him. So I'm all about this. This is a move that you have to make if you want to contend to be honest with you, um, you know, and go zero RB because drafting yeah. running backs really just ain't working out. But let's talk about one last running back before we head out. The RB1, and I think he might finish the season as the RB1, barring any injuries. It's Christian McCaffrey, so everyone wants elite running back production. How are we going to get this elite player on our roster? How can we pry him away from somebody who might be a contender? We don't know. Nate, how are you acquiring Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. Right now, you have to hope he's on a team that doesn't need points because that's about the only way you're going to acquire him. You can go to a team right now that's contending, and unless you're offering three firsts for Christian McCaffrey, it's not going to happen most likely. There's there's no reason to move off of him when he's scoring 40, 50 points sometimes and constantly giving you 20-plus points. Um, he is the bona fide RB1 just fantasy-wise until he's not. He's kind of like the Travis Kelsey. As long as he's healthy and on the field, He's basically unstoppable in a cheat code for your team. Um, so you have to find a team that doesn't need Christian McCaffrey, which, believe it or not, there are teams out there that don't need Christian McCaffrey that still have him on their roster. That happens everywhere. Maybe not in your league, and that's unfortunate. There's sometimes there's just players you're just not going to be able to trade for. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, if he's on a contending team, you're going to have to give you know Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson to get him from them. So you go to a team that is rebuilding, looking towards next year, maybe on the fence. And if you offer them a nice enough deal for Christian McCaffrey, they're willing to take that step. What you're expecting to pay? Brees Hall. Brees Hall plus, possibly. Probably Brees Hall plus at this point. But so. 
I have a story to share. Um, I actually traded away CMC after like week two um, in a league where I have no chance at all. I'm the worst team in the league, but I have about eight 2020 firsts, 2024 first round picks. I got eight of them, got a bunch of seconds. Team is built for the future. Nothing right now. So I had to get CMC off my roster. I didn't want the points. I traded him for Brees Hall in a third because that's what I got. That's the option that was given to me by the guy who wanted CMC. For me, I don't need a CMC at all this year. In fact, he's hurting my chances of getting Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. And I want Brees Hall because when I care about points in 2024, I think Brees Hall is going to be productive again. Um, he's averaging six yards per carry right now. I mean, he's a really good running back. That offense just sucks. So, you know, you don't have to win the trade right now. If you're if you're a contending team, you might lose the trade in the future, but you win the trade now. If you're a rebuilding team, maybe you win the trade in the future, lose the trade now. You got to be willing to, you know, take a loss sometimes to win in the future. So just throwing that one out there with Brees Hall, Christian McCaffrey. Otherwise, two firsts and something on top. Um, dealer's choice, most likely, if you're trying to get CMC. They have all the leverage in that situation. Um, and Jameer Gibbs. As much as I love Jameer Gibbs, and I'm still very high on Jameer Gibbs. I'm not worried about his workload because his yeah. numbers look very similar to rookie season of Alvin Kamara and CMC, who we're talking about right now is some of the best running backs in fantasy football. So Jameer Gibbs, you might have to add something to him as well, um, especially if they want points. So you probably have to add um, and a wide receiver that's being productive and they can fit into the starting lineup or a first round pick. But that's what you have to pay if you want CMC. I'm not actively acquiring him if he's on teams that need points because I'm not to overpay. But if you need points and he's on a team that's rebuilding, think about what I said. Make it work for the other team, and you might be able to get a value. I mean, I think you, like you, you even acknowledged you probably could have gotten more, uh, but you also could have not gotten the trade done, and then it's exactly. just hurting your chances of improving in the future. And it, it, that is important to recognize as well. I'm probably not trying to acquire CMC because, like I've stressed, I don't like buying running backs in season. It's hard. Sometimes you have to do it. But, hey, I'll give it the old I never went to college try. It's going to be expensive. So you're starting, I think, pick-wise minimum two first-round picks. Yep. I would prefer to stagger them a 24 and a 25 if I have that available to me. If it's got to be 224 and I think he's the guy that I need to really hammer it home, then I'm going to try. But I'm going to try to move a player first, Nate as I think you'd probably like to do. You know, look, we all like Devon A-Chan. Oh, I hate saying that so much. <laughs> but guys like him in a first, maybe Kenneth Walker the third, who's running back 10. Yeah. Tony Pollard is top 10 running back as well. Guys that we don't believe in long-term, Tony Pollard not signed past this season. Maybe somebody else likes him. You could send it to a delusional Cowboys fan. Um, Kenneth Walker, we don't know what his workload is going to look like in the future with Zach Charbonnet there. We don't know. I'm willing to move off of these guys. I would like to say a guy like Miles Sanders I would move off of. Nobody wants Miles Sanders right now because he's proving me extremely wrong by sucking for the Carolina Panthers. He'll be a buy low next year when the Panthers are better, in my opinion, with this offseason. Be an old running back for that point, man. Very, very, very low. Um, but he's a complete back. You're going to have to take – this is going to take some work. Trading for a player like this is not going to be an easy trade to make at all it's going to take a lot of back and forth it's going to take a lot of finesse a lot of managing it is going to be tough so start with a first and a second i would say instead of two firsts right away see if you can use that to get it done and go from there or Brees hall in a third if you have that available and you hey try it why not and now that was a couple weeks ago before he blew up uh this past weekend so it's gonna be a little bit harder but um yeah like i said you know think about what what makes your team better 
exactly. So, Nate, before we head out, you want to do the underdog scrub pick of the week? I sure do. Um, Take this every week, single inch of it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. This week, we got uh, the Chicago Bears versus Ooh. the Washington Commanders. Chase Claypool. Time. That feels like one of the most Thursday night football games of Thursday night football games ever. Uh, I'm going to watch it because I watch every game, but I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy it. But I don't know. The Broncos Bears game looked pretty decent, and Sam Howell played really good against the Eagles this past week. I do love me some Sam Howell. Commanders might have something. Hey, if Jahan Dotson can make something happen a bit more, that would make me really happy. It's going to really help out. Um, But last week, uh, we picked Sam Laporta over 42.5. That hit Mike, the underdog pick him of the week combo is undefeated so far this season four weeks in a row if you've been tailing us we're, we're making money here we're making money every week can you we like do it again that? can yes. we do it again all right well this week you know you got your featured this really helps us out it means we only got to do the featured and the pick them of the week so we got justin fields and this needs one yard we'll take the higher there and then i'm going to pair that with hey i want the other quarterback mike i told you i'm a fan of sam Howe. okay all right, Sam Howe, higher or lower, 13 and a half rushing yards. Oh, it's higher. Oh, yeah, because he's hit it the last three games. Easily. And this one, Mike, this one I think is is pretty foolproof because this works with either game script. If, if they're yeah. winning, I, he can get 14 yards rushing. If they're losing, I feel even better about my chances. He's probably running around the pocket trying to make something happen. So – I think we're both on the same page here. We're both taking the higher on Sam Howe. Let's look. The last last couple games, last week, 40 yards rushing on the ground. Week before that, 18. Week before that, 13. So I'm sorry. He did not hit it the second week. I believe I looked at this line earlier today, and it was 12 and a half, actually. Okay. So that's why I thought that. But it's 13 and a half. We'll still take it. We'll still take it, Mike. I'm taking it. I might take it if it was 20 and a half, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think the commanders might have something with Sam Howell. I'm not I'm not going to stand here and say that he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, but, you know, he doesn't look bad. He really doesn't. And let's not forget, there was a time in Debbie circles where some people considered him that he could be the first quarterback off the board. So I don't know what happened yeah. that he – and I don't want to hear people say, well, he's small. Same size as Jalen Hurts, by the way. Same size as Baker Mayfield. Yeah, exactly. And these guys are, you know, Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield playing some good football right now. Um, and Trey Lance, all the tools in the world, is a backup quarterback. So, true. But the most important thing for you to know, if you want in on the Pick'em Fun at Underdog Fantasy, use the promo code REWIND to not only get a 100% first deposit match up to $100. Guys, it's a free 100 bucks. And with what we're giving you, you're just rolling it in. You also get a mystery special Pick'em in the lobby when you sign up as a new user. This mystery pick is always a winner and then you're one pick away from winning your first pick so join underdog fantasy today using promo code rewind the link will be in the description for nate i'm mike we'll see everybody next time your favorite dynasty fantasy football podcast has partnered with your favorite and the best fantasy platform in the business 
Sleeper. With Sleeper Picks, you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. With Sleeper Picks, you can play Pick'ems, higher and lower, and much more. When you use the code RewindRewind, you get access to pregame and in-game NFL, MLB, NBA, and college teams right on your mobile device, all on your favorite fantasy sports app anytime. So get your 100% match today by heading to Sleeper Picks in the Sleeper app today and use the code RewindRewind for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. The minimum deposit is $10. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.